This is Digital Marketer. Hello and welcome to the Digital Marketer Podcast. I'm your host, Jenna Snavely, and today I'm going to be sharing some of my favorite clips from our most recent workshop about creating high-value content with our very own Aaron McPherson, the GM at the Scalable Brand Studios. This workshop is packed with tons of ideas and swipes for high-value content that goes beyond blog posts and articles. In this first clip I'm going to share, Aaron explains where each type of content fits along each stage of the customer value journey. As a little quick reminder, those stages in order are awareness, engagement, subscription, conversion, excitement, ascension, advocate, and promoter. Take a listen. So content to make aware, that's like the first stage. You want people to be aware of your business. You want them to know that glue exists. You want them to know that spaghetti sauce goes on spaghetti. You want them to know that there is somebody who can design dental offices and have interior design. This is where you're going to really play on Facebook, Instagram stories and Facebook means, um, short blog posts, humor posts, videos. And you should have a lot of this content it probably should be the first place you start unless your brand is Elmer's where everybody knows about it. If your brand is automatically known, you don't have this as much, but most people probably need to do a lot of these things. And I would really focus on your avatars where they are to start with. I always used to tell my clients, because every client would come in and they'd be like, we're going to do Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Pinterest, LinkedIn, a blog, and a Facebook Live and a YouTube series. And I always told them to pick two because it is so hard to do a good job on a whole bunch of things unless you have a huge team of content creators. So I would start by picking your top two. And it really, really, really depends on your business. Like, if, like I said, if it's something that's pretty, interior design, you definitely want to be on Instagram, probably Pinterest. If it's something that's business, Twitter and LinkedIn. If it's teachers, you want to be on Pinterest. So really figure out which platforms and figure out what works on them and then start creating a whole bunch of content to do it. Next step of the customer value journey is content to engage. And this is making your audience engage with what you have and want more. These are long form articles, videos, infographics, anything that's a little bit more in depth that will keep your audience really digging in. I really want to point out that these long form articles, an article that's five tips to make the best content, that would be a short blog post. That's an awareness piece. Engagement content is a lot deeper. So this is more like a pillar blog post, like a blog post that like kind of makes a statement or says something or tells a story. It's a much more in-depth article than just like five ways to communicate with your employees. And I'm definitely not saying that like one of those is better than the other. They're just different stages in the value journey. So you need to separate them and you need to have both. Infographics, especially if you're in business, are a very good engagement tool because people want to know more, especially if you have like part of the infographic maybe on Facebook and then you're like, oh, click here and you can um, get more information because that creates engagement. And then videos, especially videos that like give a really quick tip or an idea of a tool, they create engagement. People might like them. Another engagement creator is always contests or giveaways. Some of the random things we've done to create engagement content, one of our old clients, just random times throughout the year would post a $100 Starbucks card number on their Facebook page and um, say, anybody who comments here, will, they posted all but the last four digits. Anybody who comments here will give you the next four digits via email until the card runs out. And people were like scrambling to get those last four digits of the card so they could get a free Starbucks. But they literally had to be at Starbucks, like right then to grab it. 
But things like that will create a whole lot of engagement and comments. So the next section is subscription. This is where you're enticing your customers to share an email address with you and subscribe. And this is where you're creating really cool tools and lead magnets. And we use these all the time at Digital Marketer. We use these all the time at my other agency because this is how you build prospecting lists. And the big thing about a lead magnet is, is it better be content that feels like it's like a present. It better feel like whatever they got is, I can't believe I got this for free. I think ebooks are like that. Infographics that are a little bit more in depth, data, any sort of like white paper that has a whole lot of data and interesting tidbits, anything with samples and examples and case studies that is, feels really special, and then any sort of tool. And then another really great lead magnet is the discount code because a discount code will always um, make people be like, oh, maybe I do want to try that if it's a really good discount. We once had a discount code and somebody wanted to give, I want to say it was like $3 off of 100 and it made people mad. Don't do a bad discount because that won't help you. All right. <laughs> Content that helps you to convert. This is often a sales page, you know, a conversion landing page that has really great copy. But also sometimes content can be conversion, like I said, like a lookbook, a calculator, a sales comparison page, any content that goes a little bit more in depth into your product and into what you are doing. It also could be like a webinar or a little mini class or something like that that will help people to convert. And like I said, this lookbook from Canva, it's basically like it gives examples of their templates, it gives information, it shows designer takes, and it was a really good tool to get people to be like, ooh, maybe I do want to try it. I'm seeing a little sample of it, and I'm getting ideas on how I can use it in my business. All right, content to excite. This helps people get like super, super excited. So an example of this would be all that slime content when we were like creating all these cool things you can do with glue. That's exciting stuff that you're like going to get inspired when you see it. Challenges. You probably have noticed that Digital Marketer is doing a 21 for 21 challenge right now. We also did the napkin challenge. But any challenge where you're getting like really important, good content over time and you're kind of challenged to do homework and learn and grow, that is going to get people excited. A reveal video. The reveal video of that classroom makeover that we did, like I said, like it went viral so fast because everybody wants to see the person get excited about something that changed their life and made everything different. A reveal video of a new product is great, but I want to like caution you. You're not going to excite people with showing them all of the ways that you can use your product. You're going to excite with them with how their, your product can change their life. So always make sure that it's about them and not you. So no one's, no one's super excited that you made spaghetti with the cool ragu spaghetti sauce, but they're super excited that you made a really cool new spaghetti recipe that even your toddler ate. And they're going to like totally change their whole sauce buying based on that. And then mini magazines is something that we've been trying a couple times recently and they work so well, which is so funny. And I think it goes back to the fact that many of us love a good magazine. I mean, I loved, I used to love Reader's Digest because I was kind of a nerd and I would like look forward to it coming every month. And also, you know, my little, I have a five-year-old niece and she came to my house the other day and she said, guess what, auntie, I got a new book in the mail and it was the American Girl Doll catalog. And she literally sat down for four hours searching and circling and doing all of that. And I think every single one of us has a little bit of that like new fun content. So mini magazines are a great way to get people really excited because you can put a whole bunch of content in one place, a couple articles, some advice columns, some pictures, some graphics, print it out. And it's really jarring because um, then you're like, 
your avatar is having something, they're not used to getting a magazine in the mail. They're not used to getting something really cool in the mail that's not a sales page or not like a flyer or a sales tool. So yeah, that's just a kind of a fun, exciting piece of content that you can do. And I'm going to talk a little bit more about one of those that we have later. And then content that ascends customers up the ladder in the customer value journey. This would be things like case studies where you're really showing how it changed everything. Also free trials here. Also just anything that like helps them to dig in and get more. Maybe this is, you know, get this product and you get something else free or really just showing them how your products can change their life. This could also be a video. And then content to advocate. That is where people are just like wanting more and they're going to promote it and they're going to get excited about it. This is surprise and delight. This is throwing in something extra. You know, they buy, they get the mini magazine and they download it and you throw in an extra infographic. This is giving them an extra time on a free trial. This is surprising one person and giving them a whole bunch of your product and taking a video and then they like cry and tell you how amazing you are because you gave them so much. This is sending a hundred of your top influencers a little package that is just like a really nice handwritten note and says, thank you for this and sending them a little something to get them even more excited about your product. So I just threw out like a billion ideas right there of how you can move across the customer value journey. So to answer Amanda's question, so once you've done your avatar, I'm telling you to basically spend a whole lot of time with your team. Once you've created your avatar, then I would spend another day looking at that value journey and just really kind of thinking of any sort of content that can fit into any one of those places and help them move up the ladder and ascend the customer value journey. And we do have a little bit of a canvas for that and some ideas later on in this um, presentation, but that is the initial start of how you start creating amazing content. Okay, in this next clip, Aaron dives into how to train your team to understand what makes viral content so dang sticky. She highly recommends the book Made to Stick by Chip and Dan Heath. You'll also learn two super valuable exercises you can use either to hone your own content skills or your teams. Here it is. A lot of what makes a piece of content sticky and go viral is in this book. This is a book I recommend. I think Jenna or I don't remember who does all the things. Somebody is going to put a link in the chat for this book. This is an old, old book. And this is a book that I always want my people on my team to read. And I've read like 20 billion times because it's just about how you make a piece of content stick to a place where people are going to see it, remember it, and keep coming back to it. And I highly recommend reading it, but this book starts with an urban legend that I think we probably all heard the one where the one where you like find yourself in a hotel room with your kidneys taken out and you're on ice. And there's a note that says, go call for help. You know, we've harvested your kidneys and you know, you freak out and you have to go get a, and anyway, I think every single person here has heard that story and we all remember it. Cause all of us are like, Ooh, you don't go into a hotel room with someone you don't know because they might cut out your kidneys and leave you in the bathtub with ice. And there's a, a big interesting thought about like, that's never happened. No one has actually ever done that. There's zero evidence that it's a real thing, but every single person on this chat has heard that story and you all are like, oh yeah, you shouldn't do that. That's bad. And so what makes that story sticky? Well, it's super, super dramatic and obviously super scary, but it also like appeals to the audience. Everybody wants to be safe. Nobody wants to find themselves in that situation. It's memorable. It's interesting. It catches you with something right up front. And this book kind of goes into how you can go even further to really dive into sticky content and what content can do to what you can do to make sure your content catches your avatar and sticks them to you and then helps them move 
sticks them to you isn't a very good thing to say. But what I meant is like catches your avatar's attention and then just keeps it. The exercise I did with my team, and a lot of people um, watching this probably have recognized their handwriting, is we chose eight articles that had gone viral, similar to that lawnmower article. Each of these articles had more than um, 10 million views in the first month. That was my that was my like my rule when I was picking them. And what we did is everybody read them and they didn't read them for content. They didn't, we, I told them not even to care about what they had to say because there were some things that obviously didn't appeal to every single person in the room, but I had them to read for stickiness and to annotate it and to highlight the threads of stickiness and what made them stick after reading that book. And it's really interesting. I have these articles um, paper clipped in my office and I refer to them often because when I'm ever, I'm trying to think of what type of content I want to create for some piece, some product, some idea, first thing I do is I say, okay, who is, who has done this successfully before and how did it stick? So that's my first little training exercise. Hey, DM listeners. Did you know that you can generate leads from Instagram without using any landing pages or websites? If you're not sure what I'm talking about, Instagram actually allows businesses and influencers to set up automations to automatically capture leads through the Instagram inbox. So this means that you can generate leads for your business all using 100% automated Instagram messages. And the good news is our friends at Bot Builders can show you exactly how to do it. They're an industry leader, and these guys have landed some of the biggest clients in the world. So if you want to learn how to use Instagram automation to generate leads, go check out their free training at botwebinar.com. They'll show you exactly how it works. You'll see a live demo and also how you can start using their pre-built templates to start going after big clients yourself. Once again, that's botwebinar.com. And that one works really well, and I recommend it highly. And you can use any viral articles, and you can actually use any articles. You can use articles that are terrible because they can you can see what they didn't do well. My next fun training exercise is to use Google, because we use Google now, not Yahoo, a common term like marketing tips or internal comms, um, whatever topic, and start with the top results on Google and start a timer for 30 seconds. And um, read the article as long as the timer goes off. And then write down some, stop, and write down some notes. Do you want to keep reading? Like, if you walked away right at that moment, would you want to go back and finish what that article said? So again, that's a really good way to analyze whether they have created the headline and the top in a way that is sticky enough for you to keep wanting to read. And I actually do this a ton with keywords. And if I'm brainstorming, so for example, Lysol wipes, teachers don't like germs. So you'd Google germs in the classroom and the first 20 things that come up spend 30 seconds reading each one, and then analyze as a team who wants to go back and which articles they want to go back and read and why. And then once again, do the exercise that I had said before. Print them all out and go through and say, what, what worked with these? Why did they appeal to us? Why did they appeal to the avatar? And how can we make them even better? I think both of these exercises would show your team how to create better content and also will get you guys ready to like really create amazing, amazing content. In this last clip I rounded up for you, Aaron goes into a little bit about SponCon, aka sponsored content. If you're interested in selling your creative team skills or your media space, Aaron gives us some tips on how to get into the right mindset, making sure that your sponsored content is valuable for you, your sponsor, and most importantly, your customer. Take a listen. We do sell sponsored content. That's content like the Elmer's Glue um, slime 
Unfortunately or fortunately, we don't do the slime at Digital Marketer, but Scalable Brand Studios does sell content for business and marketing and design clients. And while it would be an entire workshop in itself to talk about how to sell and monetize content, I did want to just really quickly go through some of the quick um, tips if you're thinking of selling content. My first one is to focus on the content, not on the numbers. It's easy to say, I need to make $25,000 to make this work. And so you try to spend $10,000 so you can profit. And so I would focus on the content, come up with a really great idea that you know is going to serve your avatar. And if you're able to do that, almost always it will convert at a way higher rate than anything you've done before. Another tip I have is to build your organic platforms If you don't have to pay to get someone to click on your content, then you're making more money. So the first step, if you're ever wanting to monetize content, is to make sure that your social channels and your newsletter lists are nice and big and active and engaged. Look at the long-term reach. A lot of the examples I gave you earlier, and I'm going to give you some examples again in a second, were examples that they lost a lot of money up front. And by lost, I mean they cost a lot of money to do. And I know that that's hard to do. But... Oftentimes, you have to spend a little bit more on content to earn more. So one of the things about content is, is like, it's pretty cheap to get a blog post up. It's pretty cheap to get a social post up. It's maybe even somewhat cheap to get a quick video up, like a live video. And those are great things, but they probably aren't going to convert as well as some of the bigger, deeper stuff. And so really work on things that maybe are going to cost a little more up front, but will ROI more in the long term instead of just throwing up the things that you've always done. My fourth tip is to be creative. The more creative you are and the more honed in on what your avatar is wanting, the more chance you have of your content really converting and making an impact. I think it is very rare for like a simple blog post to make a huge content impact. I'm not saying you shouldn't have it because those are good for awareness, but you got to go a little bit deeper. And then my last one is, is if you're selling it, make sure um, you have five things that you're really great at. You don't want to have 25 products, like 25 different types of articles, like You can sell articles, you can sell a lead magnet, you can sell a video, and you can sell a Facebook post. And really hone in on the things you're good at and not doing too many things at once. And I would be happy to send anyone who would like it our media kit for um, Scalable Brand Studios just so you can see the five things we honed in on and also on how we focus. And so if you want it, just go ahead and put it in the chat and I send it to Jenna and she'd be I'm sure she'd be happy to send it to you. So I think I saw a question come across before I get into the next section. Uh, Yes. Do you have a recommended minimum audience size for offering sponsored content? I do and I don't because it really depends on the audience. Like you could have an audience of five CEOs and it would be absolutely worthwhile to offer the right sponsored content because they're able to really make big decisions. You could also have an audience of 25,000 marketers and not a single one has the authority to do any purchasing. So it really depends. I would say that I would never send a sponsored content out to an audience of less than maybe 10,000 people just because it's not going to convert. So for example, we at my old agency, we had a pretty big list. Our list was about 6 million and we would never promote any piece of content to an audience segment smaller than 25,000 because we just felt like it wouldn't convert very well. But we did make a few exceptions, especially if it was something for a certain really select audience that we knew would convert. So for example, We once had a piece of content that was only for fifth grade math teachers living in a certain state. And the audience was pretty small. I want to say it was like 15,000 people. But what happened is, is I want to say 60% of that audience converted. 
So the number ended up being like 4,000 conversions, even though the audience was super small. So I just definitely don't want to say for sure, never. If you found any of this valuable and want to learn more, head on over to digitalmarketer.com and join Lab to see the full workshop. We'd love to have you. And as always, it means so much to have a little bit of your day each week. And we'll see you same time, same place next week. Goodbye. Hey, DM listeners, if you're running a Black Friday or Cyber Monday special, listen up, because Digital Marketer just released our Canva holiday promo pack. It includes almost 200 templates that you can use to make the graphics for all your upcoming holiday specials and three unique design themes for each holiday. The promo pack is usually $27, but you can get it today for free. Check the show notes for the link to download, or you can go directly to digitalmarketer.com forward slash LP forward slash holiday templates. That's digitalmarketer.com forward slash LP forward slash holiday templates.